Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. He's rusty, you know, I think. Uh, but, you know, it's 10 days out, so he's he's catching up he was good with all the things he was a little slow with his reads i thought you know we had the two minute drill and he was kind of you know and i know it was just kind of a walkthrough thing but you know he needs to speed up the tempo a little bit to get him in the game on saturday uh no well christian daris do you expect him to get any work these couple days or is he out probably he's probably out All right, plenty to get to Purple Daily, as always, presented by our good friends and my very special friends. In fact, they may be my BFFs for life. Uh, Surly Brewing uh, Company. We love Surly. Mm, And we come to you from the TCL studios. Enjoy more more on Surly in a bit. But uh, that was probably a Surly, I would imagine, and I don't mean this in the beer way, good way. Head coach Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings addressing a few topics there yesterday before the joint practice between the Vikings and Broncos at TCO Performance Center. Uh, the first thing he's talking about is the status of Kellen Mond, who just came back to practice after a 10-day uh, quarantine and being out with COVID-19. He's been back now for two days, took part in practice yesterday pretty much in full. We'll talk about that in a moment, but the breaking news. Mm-hmm. That we just got from our buddy Darren Doogie Wilson, Eyewitness News, Channel 5 downstairs from us. And then, of course, of the Scoop podcast, the breaking news. And the second thing Zimmer addressed, Declan Goff, um, was this. Christian Derrissaw. Christian Derrissaw was the only player from the Vikings who was not spotted on the field yesterday, which led us to believe that he was probably not in, in Egan and was somewhere else. And we didn't know why now we do know that his recovery recovery from core muscle surgery in january has been incredibly slow and actually seems to be going backwards and so what doogie told us was a source informed him christian derisaw was seeing a core muscle specialist yesterday in philadelphia pennsylvania for what clearly is a second or third opinion meaning that that the fear that his surgery the first time didn't take care of it is definitely a founded fear. Right. And um, unfortunately, I'm going to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Okay. Okay. This does not bode well for Christian Derrissaw <laughs> playing anytime soon. This means, as we have talked about and suspected for a while with Phil, who, by the way, on vacation until Monday, he will be back. Um, Christian Derrissaw is going to be out 
for possibly, we don't know this for sure, an extended period. But um, this is not a good start. And I am going to sound the alarm officially, Declan Goff. In fact, go ahead and play the alarm. I'm going to sound the alarm officially. And I'm going to tell you this. Right now, I hate to say this. Mm -hmm. It's just... I don't want to. I don't want to be this guy, but I always am. But I have to be. Right now, as we sit here, joint practice number two between the Broncos and Vikings today. Preseason game on Saturday at um, um, U.S. Bank Stadium. The Vikings' offensive line for the September twelfth season opener against the Bengals in Cincinnati. There's no question; it's worse than last year. Yeah. There's no question, and I'm going to go to the most important thing, and and I really believe the thing that became has become just such a huge misconception, Dex, which is, well, the whole line stunk. Actually, the tackles were pretty good. Brian O'Neill at right tackle is damn good. Riley Reef, who is now, by the way, with the Bengals at left tackle, had a above-average yeah. solid season. Christian Darisaw was supposed to step in and play for him. We don't know when Christian Darisaw is now going to be able to play if he is in 2021 Rashad Hill is a really nice backup swing tackle he is a nice option he's the type of guy that you want on your 53 who can step in if necessary short term like a backup quarterback who you might like but you don't want to give him extended playing time and you especially don't want to have to be forced to do that at left tackle protecting Kirk Cousins blindside now you are Wyatt Davis Wyatt Davis, Declan, currently remains with the third team, okay? So he might have had a decent day against the Broncos, but he's playing against third team guys. Denver brought everybody. So it's not like Wyatt Davis has stepped in at right guard and is going great guns and, oh, man, this looks good. The reality is the competition for the starting position at right guard is a converted tackle in – Again, Mackey's guy, Ole Udo, and Dakota Dozier. And Dakota Dozier continues to get reps. Like, let's not Duke, – Dukes laughed, and I know we all do, and said, well, of course, let's not fool ourselves and think Dakota Dozier is going to start. But I'm telling you right now, I think there's – I think that Ole Udo has a leg up and a step up, but it's not a big one. It's like a half a step. And Dakota Dozier is getting regular first-team reps. And then I want to give you – I hate doing hate it. I hate it. It's my job, though. Then I want to give you what I saw yesterday at TCO. So you're guilty of this. Mackie is guilty of this. So am I. So are all fans. We can't be blamed. But you know, Dex, we make a lot of assumptions. And it might football might be our worst one. Baseball, we're bad, too, though, because we're like the Twins pitching. It'll be fine. Well, it's not fine. Um, But our assumption has been that Ezra Cleveland, drafted drafted as a left tackle out, out of college, and then switched to right guard, and he was an improvement on Drew Samia. You could have been an improvement on Drew Samia, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, has now been converted to left guard. And I've been talking like, oh, it's going to work fine. It's going to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nah, no problems at all. I can tell you right now, Ezra Cleveland in the practice yesterday at times got pushed around. It wasn't real pretty. And, you know, he's now going from right guard to left guard. He might be fine eventually. I'm not sounding the alarm there, but I'm saying we've all, like, we just haven't talked about him. Me too. I've just been like, oh, that's going to work out perfect. Is it from day one? 
is it going to work out perfect or are there going to be growing pains there? So I am sounding the alarm and saying I have genuine concern. And I've been to every training camp practice, uh, but the one walkthrough on Tuesday. I have genuine concern now with Derisaw out. We don't know how long. With Wyatt Davis nowhere near being capable of starting. With Dakota Dozier still vying for the first team job. With Garrett Bradbury potentially having two guards around him who might not be great, which means he suffers more. And he is, I saw a ranking, Declan, a couple days ago. Somebody sent me a ranking of every center in the National Football League. Care to guess where Garrett Bradbury was? Of of the 32 qualified? Yes, sir. 32. 32 starters. 32. You are correct. 32. He was 32. So if Ezra Cleveland scuffles a bit, and let's say he does, and that does not mean he's a bad player, but you know what? He's moving again. So let's say Ezra Cleveland scuffles a bit. Garrett Bradbury continues to be pretty good against the run, Mm -hmm. but gets pushed back and is sort of lost, which he might be against the pass. And now your right guard might be dicey. And now your left tackle might be dicey. Yeah. I don't know that trying to talk people off the ledge on this one is a good idea because I think we need to be prepared for what we might see and by extension, what Kirk Cousins might see. Yeah, this is uh, not going according to plan if uh, you're looking at this offensive line, just to not even beat around the bush. You and I talked about uh, not necessarily wasting the resources because the resources have been addressed, but the identification and maybe there's bad luck. You know, I mean, who would have thought that this Darius injury was going to be lingering this long? Uh, did we also overvaluate how uh, the, the impact of Wyatt Davis stepping in day one? But you know, Judd, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna do something here because it is reckless speculation Thursday on Mackie and Judd. Let let me throw some reckless speculation. Reckless speculation at you uh, here on Purple Daily. You know, there's a free there's still some free agent tackles out there, and at this point, I'm sorry, I don't care. He's getting reps. I don't trust Rashad Hill. I don't trust the tackles if if it's indeed outside of Brian O'Neill on this team. And I know this guy has also still battled injuries, but I think if you're Rick Spielman. You pick up the phone and you call Russell Okung, former tackle of the Panthers, and get him signed here immediately. Get him in here immediately. He made 13 mil last year. He's missed, I believe, a dozen games or so over the last two years. At this point, you need someone. You need stability. The way it's constructed right now, there's zero chance you can roll with these options. I would pick up the phone. You have $13 million in cap space. You know, give him a small amount and maybe escalate it up if he is able to play in a bunch of games or hits a snap count, whatever the hell it is. I think you have to pick up the phone and call a tackle right now or make a trade for a tackle. I I don't know how you can go into this season with this offensive line as it's currently constructed in the first team reps at the first week of training camp. And I think we'll even see, and and we saw some of this yesterday in the joint Broncos practice, I think you're going to see when actually that first preseason game gets rolling on Saturday, and I know it's a preseason game, you know, it's not as an intense blah, blah, blah. I think that's going to be the eye-opening fact of we can't do this, and we need some type of stability, we need some more help. Pick up the phone, Rick Spielman, friend of the show, as I like to call you, and sign Russell Loku. Rick's a friend of the show? Uh, I'm going to call him a friend of the show. I don't think he's a friend yeah, of the he show hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't dubbed it yet, he hasn't been on it, but I, I just like to think it, he is. I don't know if he ever will. I just like to it. think he is. I, yeah. um, I love your idea. I love it if 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 you don't have the player right, I still don't care. I love the idea. Like, yes, you need to get help in here. This is, um, I'm just saying, like, this is, 
a word of warning right now. What you're you're right. It just it's not going to work. Like it's not. How can you? Your offensive line has been spotty for a long time now. And you know what? You tried. Drafted the guy in the first round. You drafted the guy in the third round, but they're not going to play. Um, you know the again, we get in trouble with assumptions. Ezra Cleveland's going to be fine. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't win that job. He will be the opening day left guard. But what I'm saying is, if he struggles, it's going to be very disingenuous of us, right? To be like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> well, it happened because he switched positions again to another guard spot. He was a tackle. Um, I think we always sort of just like halfway assume, because I've been saying this, right? Garrett Bradbury, this is the year. This is the year for Garrett Bradbury. But what if it's not? He's going to go up against a lot of top end defensive tackles. He faces one in practice all the time now. Michael Pierce, who we'll talk about, Declan looks fantastic. Yeah. But you know what? He's also really good and he destroys Bradbury. So it's good the Vikings have improved that position, but the reality is the division has some really good defensive tackles. So I'm with you. I think if nothing else, you probably have to hope that that Oliudo at right guard works. I think you make a call on on a tackle. Yeah, I think you're. Ex- I I think you're exactly right. You have to. Um, and and it doesn't mean that Rashad Hill won't start week one, but it does mean that Rashad Hill, he is a guy who is most valuable off the bench. It's that simple. And the longer that you have to put him as a piece of the, of the puzzle in which he's not at his best, the more it's going to be a problem. And his, um, I, I believe Mike was asked about him a couple of days ago, and Mike likes him, but Zimmer said, I believe his biggest problem is not pass protection. It's run blocking, but guess what the Vikings love to do? They love to run the football. So there's no good way to sell this thing. And and if Christian Derrissaw is continuing to see specialists, you need you need a plan B right now. Yep. You need and I and Dex, we have seen this team go through this exact song and dance at left tackle before and like plug a guy in. When's the last time that that worked? When when they let McKinney go because his cholesterol was through the roof. I think it was in eleven because I think it was Frazier's first full, full year. And they asked poor Charlie Johnson to start mm-hmm. at left tackle it's right before it they drafted Khalil yeah who is a different story but Charlie Johnson was just like Hill he came in it's like yeah I can start and he had been the left tackle for uh Peyton Manning with the Colts but the difference there was Peyton got rid of the ball really really quick Kirk Cousins not so much so I think you hit it I think you need to have a backup plan you need to be able to make a phone call and get at least a tackle here who you think can compete there um because this just isn't by the day this le- this looks less workable to me. Absolutely. Well, the good news is for any of these free agent tackles or maybe a free agent to be tackle is you can go to Burnsville Heating and Air cuz they're hiring right now. They're hiring new construction HVAC installers. They'll give you job training. Now, if, if you have experience in this, great. But guess what? Maybe a guy like Rashad Hill or maybe a guy like Russell Okung who has no experience in HVAC, I'm assuming, they will train you. And the best part is they will also bring you to job sites. So let's say, you know, you, you grew up in Stillwater. Well, Burnsville, that's a haul. You know, that's that's a good 40 minutes down down the interstate. Uh, no. no, 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 yeah. no. They will find you the work. 
They'll find you the work in the Lake Elmo, Stillwater, East Side area, and they will bring you to the work. And they also will see the $2,000 sign-on bonus. A sign-on bonus sounds excellent to me. I've been looking for a sign-on bonus for a long time. And you can get one at Burnsville Heating and Air. Check them out. We've even seen some um, some people from Score North that have uh, that have, that I've applied for this, so thank you very much for everyone for reaching out to them. But Burnsville Heating and Air, uh, thank you for sponsoring programming on Purple Daily. That's ex- exactly right. Don't confuse the name with the location of where you have to work. That's the key. Uh, all right, topic two. Okay, and I'm going to start positive here. I have to all start. Right. Po- I will get I some. Uh, let me get some uh, maestro music here for you too. By the way, Thanks. okay. Yep. All right. So, topic two. I'm going to transition to the quarterback position. All right. Kellen Mond has been back at practice now for two days. Um, according to the quotes I saw, because I was not there on Tuesday for what was essentially a walkthrough, Kellen Mond looked rusty on Tuesday, but that's no surprise because he, he was coming off COVID and hadn't uh, and had participated in meetings, I believe, via Zoom for 10 days of quarantine, but hadn't taken part in football practice. Well, he shook off a bit of that rust. Third team reps on Wednesday against the Broncos. I saw a couple nice passes. Touchdown passes, Declan Goff. Threw one to Amir Smith-Marset, who I think is going to make this roster and who gets more and, yeah. and more playing time. Unfortunately, in the one-on-one drills between the Vikings receivers and the Broncos cornerbacks, Blake Prohl appeared to tear up his knee, and it was not pretty. And so Amir Smith-Marset is getting a ton of work. He caught a touchdown pass from Mond. And then Mond's most impressive touchdown pass because it went to identifying the situation. A touchdown pass to tight end slash punter Zach Davidson. Yeah. In which in which he made a really nice read, saw the defensive back sort of bail out, and and the tight end ended up in sort of a cushion. So in a zone that had been vacated, caught the pass, went into the end zone. Kellen Mond looked pretty good. Nice. Looked pretty good. I still I still see that. It's weird, Dex. I still see the hitch at times, but I don't see it every time he throws. Hmm. That was good. The second bit of good news on quarterbacks is if he's truly going to be the backup to Kirk, and that's the desire for Jake Browning, if he's going to be the backup QB, the desire there is going to reside on do you see it do you see him check off enough boxes right for him to to graduate from two years on practice squad to being the guy who if kirk gets hurt or gets sick has to play um and i have seen especially when kirk was gone too on a five-day quarantine and mon was out for 10 days Jake Browning looked solid. I thought he was a little bit shaky, a little bit shaky at times in the Saturday practice at U.S. Bank Stadium. But for the most part, I was impressed. Again yesterday, he looked solid. He looks like he's he knows what he's doing, and he doesn't look like it's too big for him. I would expect him to play extensively on Saturday in the game against the Broncos. But the point being is I think the only thing that you can do here is determine does he look like it would overwhelm him if he had to play and he does not? That's good news because the only the only real reference points to build here are practice and games, right? So I liked what I saw there. Uh, I'm going to end with this. Since coming back from his quarantine, make of this what you will, it might mean nothing, okay? So don't shoot the messenger. Okay. Kirk Cousins' timing has looked off. Kirk Cousins' passes at times have completely sailed. Uh 
Kirk was asked about this in his press conference yesterday and said, no, since I've come back, it's been fine. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fantastic. The performances in practice, not every pass, but say otherwise at times. Kirk Cousins, so Zim wouldn't say how much the starters are, are going to play because he's old school on Saturday against the Broncos. But I got to think Cousins gets a series, and he needs to start to get his his rhythm and timing down a bit more um, because I don't think that you can sit out five days un- unless you're Brady or something, right? Yeah. And come back and be absolutely fine. So that's the one thing I would caution is that the rest of this camp for Kirk, it's not that it needs to be big throws. It's not that it needs to be impressive mm-hmm. plays. It needs to be a. Uh, it needs to be getting back his timing and ability to be in sync with his guys. And the reason why I think I'm right about this is he did have a couple nice passes, probably more than two, to Thielen yesterday. So that's there still. But when it comes to KJ Osborne, um, J- Jefferson is still out with the shoulder problem, so he's not practicing. But when it comes to the other receivers. I think he needs to get that timing back. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, the, the Kellen Mond hitch thing, uh, I'm not going to pretend to be uh, a quarterback guru. You know, I, uh, I I like to make fun of quarterbacks and like to criticize quarterbacks. But mechanically, I'm not going to pretend uh, like I know what I'm I'm looking at there. The Zach Davidson guy, uh, tight end that they drafted, you know, the D2 stud, like what, mm-hmm. 20 touchdowns or something last year in Division Two football. He's just an absolute animal. Um, yep. Yeah, Kellen Mond is probably obviously tracking to to still make the roster, but be QB three essentially with Jake Browning or maybe even someone who we don't know backing up Kirk Cousins yet. Um, I, I'm curious how Kellen Mond is able to catch up to speed here. He missed ten days of camp, basically. Um, you know, it's not detrimental to his development, but it is. It's worth bringing up. It's obviously still worth bringing up, and I'm curious how fast he can get up to speed. And if I'm Kellen Mond and I want to get up to speed, well, I'm going to go up to Brandon International Raceway. And uh, check out these lightning fast drag races at traveling at 330 miles per hour. And uh, there's there's something for everyone here. There's kids involved. There's families involved. You can camp there. Enjoy four days of heart pounding lightning fast drag racing. And races will be pushing themselves and their cars to the limits at the NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals at Brainerd International Raceway. For more information, along with tickets and camping. That's B-I-R-M-N.com, B-I-R-M-N.com, Brainerd International Raceway. Joint practice talking point three, Declan Goff. And I think the rest of these are going to be good news, okay? All so right. like, there, there's, so these are all going to be good news from the Vikings' perspective. Um, one of the best players on the field for the Vikings on Wednesday, I think pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Again, Michael Pierce. <laughs> So the, the calf the calf problem that kept him out or off the field, at least for full teamwork at the start of training camp, seems to be a thing of the past. I don't know if or how much he'll play Saturday. He might not. But he won. He had um, two one-on-one reps against Broncos linemen yesterday and won them both. He batted down a Teddy pass. That's right. Your guy Teddy threw a pass. Batted down by Pierce. Um and broke through for what could have been a sack, which was a pleasant surprise because I think in his career with the Ravens, he only had three and a half career sacks. Uh, but he is, for a mammoth man, he gets through the line per, uh, pretty well. Michael Pierce, to me, is going to be exactly what the Vikings thought. And again, this is the thing about when you get good players in this defense. 
they can absolutely thrive, especially good veteran players. Michael Michael Pierce and Dalvin Tomlinson alone, mm-hmm. provided that both of them can stay on the field consistently, are going to cause a, a seismic shift, no pun intended, in this defensive line where they're going to stop the run and they're going to get a push that the Vikings against the pass never got last year. And I think it starts with Pierce. I think this guy is a special talent. And as I told you and Phil, I think it was on the show on Monday uh, or Tuesday, I absolutely love a big man who can play. And I think the Vikings have again hit in Pierce, at least, if not Tomlinson too. But Pierce has definitely stood out more. They have hit on a guy in Michael Pierce that can 1,000% play and is going to be a big reason why I think this team, especially against the run, is going to be damn good after being awful last season. Oh, God, they were a sieve against the run. And, look, Michael Pierce is not going to be someone who's racking up sacks. He's going to be plugging, you know, A-gaps and plugging holes and, and getting after guards and, and swallowing those up and, and still creating some QB hurries and maybe some tackles for losses. But, yeah, they needed someone on that defensive tackle side, nose tackle side, that can that can uh, cure things up. And it sounds like, I mean, yeah, he has been the darling and the and and noticeable in a good way uh, player at training camp so far through the first couple weeks at TCO and good for him you know he sat out last year uh, due to COVID protocols or, or, or the COVID situation I should say and he was in tremendous shape did a bunch of CrossFit uh, I know he had a little injury to start but then is clearly back and ready to rock him yeah you are right there is something about a big fat guy who knows what he's doing and it makes you feel better and, and it does. And, I, you know, some sports fans, my sister always used to get after this. Like, I don't understand. They're not athletic. They're just humongous. Like, no, no these men true. are some of the most athletic human beings in the, mm-hmm. on the planet. Just because they're big, just because you, if you saw them on the street, you might think, well, that's a big guy. But he, few people can do what these nose tackles and defensive tackles can do. And Michael Pierce is going to be a big, big reason why the Vikings will be much better against the run this season. Go back now um, and search, search through the clips that came out of yesterday's practice mm-hmm. on Twitter and find the Michael Pierce clips and tell me that man is not athletic. It is incredible. Now the, now, now your sister sort of right about the real old school guys who, who would just stand there and uh, occupy space, which was my uh, perception of what, of what Pierce was going to be, but he can move a little bit too. Uh, and yeah, there is just something, there's something that makes you feel as a football fan Really sad when when a running back just goes right through that a gap every time, and a team can't stop it. And it's like mildly athletic, not really big guys who are just grabbing and reaching and getting beat. Michael Pearson Tomlinson ain't gonna be that. So this is a huge, huge deal and upgrade. Um, and and this is the thing, Dex, that I really like about the fact in taking a gamble, and it might not work, but. In taking a gamble in in saying, okay, we'll sign Patrick Peterson a cornerback, and he's coming back off, you know, what, back-to-back, not great years. But before that, he, he was essentially probably considered a Hall of Fame cornerback. I think when you plug them into this defense in particular, which is nuanced but really, really sound, I think it's your best chance of getting what could be potentially a winning formula. Because, because, and this is why last year I didn't like the amount of rookies. I don't think that they can step in here and play. I think this takes time. Zim asks a ton, like he wants a ton. He spent, no surprise here, Dex, 
Mike Zimmer spent the entire, as far as I could tell, the entire practice yesterday on, I think, what would be considered field three, watching the Vikings defense. Yeah. He, like, he would <laughs> glance over at the offensive field, but but they had the, the officials from the, the league who come out once a year and were there yesterday for the Broncos and Vikings. They had them on the field with the defense and the Broncos offense and Teddy and all, all those guys. So it's no surprise that Zim Zim's defense requires a lot. And I think the more veterans who get it, who are good players, they might not still be great, but they're good, in Peterson's case, can be plugged in and work. Yeah, I mean, he's a happy camper. If I'm Mike Zimmer, I, I totally get that. He's uh, He's got his defense back. He's got these players plugged in. And I still have my doubts that they can just step in and be uh, an elite defense again. But at the same time, I know Zimmer's a happy guy right now, and, and rightfully so. He deserves to be happy with this uh, new new look defense. So could, so do, do you have doubts about them like being top 10? Because I think yeah. they can be top 10. I have doubts about top – I mean – Top five is ideal. I have doubts about them being top five. I, I have, I, I would have to be blown away for them to be top ten. I just, mm. there's, there's seven All new right. guys here, and those, that would mean that seven guys hit their ceilings. Them, I think, to return to top ten, and I just think that's too much of a gamble. I just think that's too much of a gamble that all seven of those guys basically hit their ceilings. So that's kind of where I'm at. I know Major downer. I know. All right, before we get to the next topic, topic four, which, by the way, is going to be more good news. That's right. Purple Daily, Zolgad, and Declan Goff. Um, preseason football starts this week. Preseason football starts this week, and the Purple is playing the uh, Orange Crush on Saturday in a preseason <laughs> game. And right, now you're, and right now you're asking yourself, well, it's hot outside. I'm going to watch these games, but i got to have something to drink. What am I going to drink? It's at the top of your screen, if you are w- watching us, on YouTube right now, the answer is right there. <clears throat> Join me in having a Surly. That's right. Now, I would go Surly Furious. There's a lot of great Surly products decks. Furious is my personal favorite, but, um, you know, Coffee Bender, which I've had a couple of the last couple days, pretty good too. Here's the thing to know. Surly Furious is Minnesota's favorite IPA. Furious is the beer that helped put Minnesota's craft beer scene on the map. You do enough settling in your life. Amen. Crack open a Surly Furious and enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Get Surly and do it before the weekend so you can have your Surly and probably Surly Furious to watch the Purple on Saturday when they kick off against the Broncos. All right. More good news for you. And Saturday's game will help to start to really decide this but I'm not going to discount it yesterday in practice, Greg Joseph, (laughs) by the way, Zimmer said will be the only guy to attempt field goals on Saturday and extra points. So he is going to, so he is the guy, Greg Joseph, six for six on Wednesday. And according to Vikings.com, which has been tracking Greg Joseph's entire training camp. So this is before yesterday, just all practices with the Vikings. 30 of 36, 83.3%. Okay. Six for six, six for six yesterday. At least you're tracking right. I seem yeah. to recall, so I seem to recall the last time the Vikings did a joint practice at TCO was against Jacksonville. Yeah. And it was the year they drafted Daniel Carlson. And I think the first inkling that something might be off with, with Carlson, who, by the way, has turned out to be good for the Raiders, 
the first inkling, I think, was the first joint practice with uh, with Jacksonville. And I remember him being off on a side field. I think it was day two of the joint practices against Jacksonville before they played them in a preseason game, working basically by himself. And I'm like, oh, this is not <laughs> like this is early to be trying to find yourself yeah. now. So so I'm not going I'm not going to get excited, but I'm not going to dismiss it. And this is another one. We can laugh about kicking all we want, and we can poo-poo it and be like, ah, oh, yeah, they'll find. We all know what the history of Zimmer and kickers is, and we all know, predating Mike, what the history of the Vikings and kickers is. This one is massively important. And by the way, if your defense is going to be as good as Zimmer thinks his defense is going to be, you're going to be potentially in lots of close games. And if you're in lots of close games, whoever kicks for you, whether it be, I think it's Riley Patterson is the kid that they have competing or Greg Joseph, who I think is going to win the job. You're going to need that guy to hit absolutely essential pressure packed field goals. So do not laugh about the kicker update. I realize this is not, this does not tell us the whole story, but it also can't be ignored. No, absolutely. And kickers are, are something that have uh, caused a lot of agony. Uh, in my lifetime, like to make a case that they've caused me the most agony of all the positions. So uh, if Greg Joseph is nailing these kicks, and I know he hasn't kicked an actual NFL field goal in three years, and, you know, that is a little cause for concern. But 83%, I mean, what, you you would like your kickers to be hitting about 85 to 90. You know, anything outside of that is kind of, well, that that's not the place to be. Uh, but if he's nailing big-time field goals, that's all I care about. Yeah. That's all that matters. One job. Hit your hit your kicks up the upright, Greg Joseph. All right, one more for you. Yep, from hit me. training camp, from from joint practice notes, Broncos, Vikings. That they will wrap up the two the two day session today, and then have Friday off, and then play a preseason game on Saturday. Um, I'm going to give you a, a statement. Okay, and it's this: prepare yourself. So, as I said before, Declan, the an officiating crew is here, you know, throwing flags. They, they come in and talk to the players and show them the points of emphasis for the coming season. Yep. They've been do- doing this for, for years. They, they used to come to Mankato and actually address the players and then us. I don't think they address us. Still. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, Broncos receiver caught in one-on-one yesterday. Broncos receiver caught what would have been a touchdown pass and fell to the ground, got up, spun the ball. So he did the old, you know, spin the ball, right? Throw the ball to the ground and it spins around. Immediate flag. Hmm. Prepare yourself. Okay. I don't think it's going to last all year, but I I think the taunting, the taunting crackdown is going to be reminiscent of the you can't put all your weight on the quarterback crackdown of a couple years back, which no question cost uh, the Packers that game against the Vikings when – Clay Matthews, I believe, yep. sacked Cousins and landed on Kirk. Yep. And today they would never flag it, and they did because it was a point of emphasis. Well, this was the same sort of thing where, like, okay, you spun the ball. Um, immediate flag, though. We are going to see, I think, at least a solid month of any questionable that was close to taunting called. So just prepare yourself because when this happens, it creates outrage. It creates a fury. And I don't disagree because it gets to be BS, but we're going to see it. Yeah. They are going to be all over anything other than touchdown celebrations, which, by the way, if an individual player goes too far, he'll get flagged too. 
So if a guy scores a touchdown and does anything that's not seen as a team, team, you know, action, we're going to see flags. Yeah, we're going to see, we're going to see at least one or two games be altered. I think by this, and I hate it, and it's always ridiculous because by the time December hits, it won't happen. But I'm just saying, the undisciplined teams better be cautious and players, because what was allowed to happen a year ago is going to be called now. That's my final. Yeah, point. it's it's uh, it's pretty frustrating. Just let players be players, man. Let them be athletes. This isn't, you know, I'm not not looking for life lessons on the football field. For God's sakes, just please, 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 just let the players be the players. But unfortunately, this is going to be something that clearly is going to linger into the 2021 season. They always pick something. Hockey does this too. There's always some type of penalties, some type right. of thing that they're oh, looking for. You know, so right. it was face-offs in the NHL two it's years ago. Be cross-checking. Last year, Next was, you know, this. Yep, it'll be definitely it's cross-checking because of the Stanley Next Cup. Um, itching. So it, it is. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I don't want to have to see that. And uh, you know, a dumb flag is gonna is gonna get in there. But I will say, if you're about to taunt, how about you hop on a Polaris, a Honda, a Ducati, a Skidoo from our friends at Moon Motorsports in Monticello, who are celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello. And at Moon Motorsports, you'll find all those toys, the ATVs, the motorcycles, the snowmobiles. Check them out, moonmotorsports.com in Monticello. That is moonmotorsports.com in Monticello. Take that, Phil Mackey. How about that for a chance? That's very a seamless, Declan. You've done a great job Thank with you. the reads. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. All right, sir. We've got to get out there. Uh, Four-question four question Friday comes up tomorrow. Yeah. And so, uh, again, we continue Purple Daily, seven days a week, brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing and also coming to you from the TCL studios. Enjoy more with TCL. Declan, I will talk to you tomorrow.